fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump, fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? I mean, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dumb. Champin' the Chump Fantasy Dub. I'm your host, Chump. I'm a, a boy, Champ. Uh, week one is in the books, folks. Champ, how do you feel about week one, man? Week one was some bullshit, man. That's all I got to say. Monday out. night. Someone is salty. Monday night miracles happening out here. Boys, boys, boys. So we have some special guests. We have two of our league members with us tonight. We are actually sitting down watching Thursday Night Football Week 2, Washington football team versus the New York Giants. So we are going to be commenting about that as well in the background of what we're going to be doing today. Um, it's going to be overreaction, week one, best and worst, how you feel about your team, how you feel about the players, uh, super risky players, super easy. Uh, duh. I knew Gronk was going to get two tutties type players. Um, so, Champ, let's start with you, man. What's the overreaction you want to talk about, man? The overreaction that I want to talk about is uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I think people are really overreacting on how he turned out week one. I think that the Tampa Bay defense, their rush defense, is no joke. Uh, we saw Zeke out there a lot, and he was just pass blocking. Um, they tried to run a little bit, but I think the coach came out and said that they called a lot of I think like 20-some run plays or something, and Dak was checking out of like half of them, checking out to a pass play. So it's nice to know that Dak's got that freedom coming back from his uh, injury, but I think Zeke's going to be fine here. I've seen some trades going down on some other podcasts and stuff where people are trading like Zeke for like, um, who was it, like uh, Damian Harris, stuff like that, just kind of some of these low-end RB2s and stuff. Right, right, right. was definitely a factor of the strategy and the game plan, that's for sure. Sorry, folks, I forgot to introduce our other two league members, we're going to call him Rye Ryan. He's going to be solo dolo. He is uh, His name is on the championship trophy, so it's his word carries some weight. We also have another guy we will say his name is Coach. He is a coach of a different sport, water polo. But he's a great, <laughs> great guy. Um, His name is Coach P. Coach P, how are you feeling this tonight, man? Are you excited for Thursday Night Football? Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Long-time listener. Very excited to get this podcast started. Nice, nice. All right, so overreactions. I got the league members. Rye, what is one of yours? We had Zeke Elliott as a, as a dud week one. What else you got for us? Oh, definitely. And, yeah, oh, thank you guys Logan for having me Thomas on here. Joe, very professional. You can, tell he's, you can tell he's been on here before. He knows what he's doing. Um, overreaction for the week. Kind of a similar story to Tommy's there. I'm going Packers. I think the big names over there, you know, they're going to have some big numbers coming their way. Aaron Rodgers even said this week, if we're worried after week one, we're in trouble. I don't think they're in trouble. I think they uh, start to sort things out here over these next couple weeks. He, uh, you know, spent limited time with the guys over the summer. He's just starting to get it, get into the swing of things. Uh, I think they have nice things coming their way. I'm with you, man. I think that that offseason was some weird vibes going on out there in uh, Green Bay, whether who was going to be quarterback, was he going to be trading and whatnot. 
I don't think they were all on the same page. But this, the Saints kind of gave it to them, though. Oh, oh, oh. Well, and that leads me in. Well, I better hold off. I better hold off. <laughs> what you got to say, man? Come on, speak hey, on it. Oh, man, if I if I have to get into my uh, my best of the week, you know, I'm going for most efficient player of the week, right? I'm talking about the guy that made the most of his opportunities. This man threw for 148 yards. I think he was like 14 for 20, 70%, 70% uh, completion percentage but threw for five TDs, rushed six times for 37 yards. I'm going Jameis, crab leg, Winston. <laughs> crab leg. Do you, do you think that performance is viable? Because a lot of the time, I mean, he's not started in a lot of leagues. He's, he's not even picked up in a lot of leagues still. Do you think he's a viable fantasy quarterback now for the rest of the season from that week one display? I think he's a guy, especially if you have somebody that's a lockdown QB one that you're grabbing, keeping or at least keeping an eye on at this point. That might not be ready to scoop yet, but somebody you should be keeping an eye on. But if you have the uh, if you have the room on your bench, might be worth grabbing right now. I like it. I'm right there with you. I think he's a def- like we've talked about this in the past. Talk about quarterbacks. I mean, they're dime a dozen, man. You can pick up a quarterback on the now on the waiver wire that can actually win you weeks and. uh Jameis looks like he might be one of them. Oh, 100%. I feel like everybody's got it. You know, a couple guys on there that are floating in and out that you kind of keep those open spots for, for hot trend picks of the week and, and hope to hit big on one. So do, I mean, but like you just said how the Packers is going to be an overreaction because they obviously they're not going to play that the rest of the season. So, I mean, are we going 30-point favorites against the Lions Monday night? Because I think it's going to be a shit-kicking, capital kick in the dick. I disagree. <sighs> I disagree. Oh, really? Talk coach to me, coach. Talk to me, coach. Uh, oh, my God. No, best attribute for the Detroit Lions is their running back. I mean, they have Swift as well as Williams. They're very good. And uh, Green Bay defense has proven not to be that efficient. And uh, I anticipate the Lions to actually hold their own against the Green Bay Packers. I think the Green Bay is going to score. But I think uh, Detroit is going to have a lot of time of possession. And if they win the turnover battle, I think anything's possible. You think it's okay. going to be kind of like that? The Lions San Fran last week, where we saw San Fran get out to a big lead, and then the Lions kind of tried to make a comeback in the end with all their fastness. You think it's gonna be like that, or you think it's gonna be kind of back and forth? I think the latter. I'm, I'm so coach, I'm with you. I had them on a couple of my pickums. I'm picking the Lions this week, and uh, yeah, I think that I think we're gonna come out hot. I think we're gonna start strong out of the gate, Tom. I think we're gonna see a, I think we're gonna be picking up right where we left off. That's that's my hope. The over under 48 and a half over under, and Green Bay is favored by 11 points right now. So 48 is not Easy too money. bad for points. Easy money. Really? I mean, that 10 points is crazy or whatever it is. 11? It's 11 up to 11 points. now? It's 11. Green Bay minus Damn. 11 right now. I saw that 10. Uh, Barkley, this guy's first run. He looked good. Um, <laughs> so can you trust in golf get, finding somebody besides Hawkinson, you know, to make this offense work? I know you said the run game is huge, but you got to put the ball down, the, you know, in the air. And I don't see anybody besides Hawkinson that is viable for that. I mean – Khalif Raymond, uh, Benson, um, like these names are these guys are practice squad, you know, third wide receiver on your team at best. (laughs) Can they do it? I I I see it being a shit kicking Green Bay. I I I don't see, and we just lost quote unquote our best cornerback, who is I mean horrible, but Akuda for the season. So, I mean, they got nobody in the secondary to help. Um, their defensive line looked good, though. Their defensive line looked pretty good against, you know, San Fran's offensive line, who's supposed to be, you know, top of the line. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't know where the points are going to go. Yeah, I'm right to the point earlier. Aaron Rodgers uh, probably settling in a little bit more this week uh, than last. So I'm starting Randall Cobb. That that, that's how much I think. I think yeah, I'm starting oh, Randall Cobb. I am. There you go. Valdez Scanling saw eight targets last week. Um, I think six of them came from Rodgers. Only two came from Jordan Love. So I think I think he's the wide receiver two over there over Randall Cobb right now. Yeah, but they didn't utilize the spot as much as they should. And then with we'll t- we can talk about our strategy later. But Cobb's on my starting lineup, dude. Don't okay. fucking talk to me. Okay. <laughs> so we got um we got Ryan's overreaction. We got my overreaction. We got what's uh Coach Powers over there? What you got for overreaction week one? All right, so my overreaction, I'm going to hit you with the Ryan DeClerc and a bunch of stats here, but my overreaction is that – And with the um, government. <laughs> oh, yeah, he hit me. Coach Powers, that, that's us. But uh, <laughs> my overreaction is that Matt Stafford is going to win the MVP this year. Uh, for I the like Los that. Angeles Rams. That's my overreaction. I think he had a very good game, especially in the Sean McVay offense. They utilize a lot of the play action. And Matt Stafford is, in my opinion, I'm biased, but I think he's a monster. So my overreaction, he's going to win the MVP week one, over 320 yards, passing three touchdowns, no interceptions. It's going to be a fun year for them. So wait, so you're, it, you're overreacting that he, like people are saying he's going to MVP and you don't believe he's, that? He's validating. He's validating. I'm saying Matt, Matt Stafford is going to be the MVP this year. I think that's an overreaction. I don't think, I mean, is he in the top five? In fantasy or in like overall MVP race? MVP race. Oh, he's top three for sure. Um, oh. he's he was plus. I think he was plus twenty five hundred, maybe a little bit more to start the season as the MVP. I think he's down to like plus like fifteen hundred, plus thirteen hundred right now. With which Coach P is talking about is is trending into a into a real conversation. I and I think I mean he was a perfect QBR in week one. Jump, jump. I, mean, I got one for you, though. I'm just scrolling through our, our fantasy league points. Um, you know who finished ahead of Matthew Stafford in fantasy points last week? Jared Goff. Famous. Jared Goff. A lot of garbage but, time. But who was down 41-17? Yeah. Game script, you know, definitely a factor. <laughs> but, like, also, but also, I mean, you looked how comfortable and look how much time Stafford had. And the, you can feel his smile through his face play, mask. It's, play really, it's great to see. Him. It's really fucking annoying, but it's also it's great to see you know him you know doing that on a different team because um, he you know took so much. But I think I think uh, coach is right on this one. I think legitimately he has a chance, and LA has a chance of of making something happen here. You know, Super Bowl definitely contenders. Yeah, I think to be an MVP, you know, your team has to be good. Your team has to make playoffs, kind of make a run almost. And the LA Rams are definitely set up to make a run this year. You know, last year Rodgers won it because they had a they had a good team. He put up the stats, and yep. there's no reason why Stafford can't do that this year. Well, I just say, yeah, I hope that O line holds up for him. I think that's a big deal. Not much pressure on him uh, in that game. They did a great job of getting him out of the pocket and keeping him away from pressure. But uh, just something I'd like to you know keep an eye on him. He was always under it uh, in Detroit, and you know fared well with it. But yeah, you know, it's a different uh, type of game when things are like that. Definitely, definitely. All right, Chump, what, uh, what's your overreaction from week one? My overreaction for week one is that Saquon Barkley is the new David Johnson of fantasy football. We're about to find out here in a few hours, see what that ends up. Well, let's speak on this. Oh, I mean, da- which, which Dave- year, David Johnson? Well, David Johnson, his first year was a fantasy number one. Oh, Saquon I thought we were going Barkley. Mr. Irrelevant. Saquon Barkley, first year, fantasy number one. 
ever since then, injury, 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 drafting high and still getting injured. Um, we will see here. That's my overreaction. I'm, I drafted Saquon in my first round of this big league that we have. They are still on a pitch count with him, like he's Steven Strasburg of the Nationals. Um, we will see on this one. Um, that's my overreaction. I'm very concerned about it. Joe Judge is a question mark to me. He's very ego-driven, very Jim Schwartz-esque. Um, I am just very concerned that he – is going to be a shell of himself the rest of his career. But if he gets a touchdown tonight or if he shows me something, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy starting him every, every, every game. But until then, he's very question mark, in my opinion. I think uh, I, I, he could be the David Johnson trajectory, which I hate to say it. I think, it, I mean, with Saquon, you look at his rookie years, the other years that he did well when he was healthy – I mean, he did it on the back of big plays. It's not like he was ever on, like, a really good Giants team or stuff. So, I mean, he's got that big playability. I don't think he's lost that just because he, you know, had a, an ankle injury or torn ACL. I think nowadays guys come back from those injuries all the time. I think it just takes one play here and there for him to get that juice back. And I and I agree, and that's why I drafted him. But, I mean, the Daniel way Jones they have- – study. Oh, we got – I'm on lag time. Son of a bitch. What Spoiler happened? Spoiler alert over here. Yeah. Oh, my – I am like 10 seconds in behind you. What is oh, going no. on? What – what what? I, dude, Spectrum fucking sucks. Oh, this my God. This is why he's the chump. <laughs> I got Yahoo, Yahoo alerts cable. Coming in. I got Yahoo alert cable. They're coming in two days later. It was play call. Yeah, that was a smart play call, actually. Little am, I the draw. That, am I the only one that saw that late or – No, I saw the same time as you. I'm on. Uh, Thank you. I'm streaming as well, so we got the, the stream delay. Oh, oh so I I should I should wait with all my information, huh? No, you're fine. Just yeah, now you got if someone gets injured, you got to get. If I see those thumbs working, I got to get on the horn, man. Yeah, we know if coach goes quiet, we know what he's doing over there. Put myself so, on mute for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We got some big overreactions. There's some other ones involved. What was your guys' biggest outcome of like? Oh wow, this guy's a, obviously a fan. This is why I draft him. Fantasy lock. There's no question about it. Let's start with you, uh, champ. Who did you see that was like a fantasy lock that obviously this is why I drafted you or this is why I knew that you were going to be high because you're, you're automatic. You're every year. You're the same. You give me points, so on and so forth. Give me someone that's a guaranteed pick that you're like, yep. Week one showed me that. I think it's Travis Kelsey, honestly. Yeah. I think there was God a lot damn. of, a lot of people taking him in the first round. Of dra- I mean, got drafted 12th in our league. Um, I know the night before I took him like fourth or fifth overall in a full PPR league. So, I mean, I've seen him go in the first round almost every league. Um, coming out week one, scoring two touchdowns. I think he only had like 60-some yards, so the yards weren't necessarily there. But to see him get in the end zone twice right away kind of justifies that first round ranking where at the tight end, I mean, you have him and you have Waller, who had another big game as well, had like 18 targets or something. So I think it just justifies that ranking of Kelsey that nine, nine, he deserves to be targets. up there. Nine, 19 oh, targets. Sorry, sir. Sorry. Sorry. I'll get yep, that right. 19. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, I think it just justifies how good that connection between Mahomes and Kelsey is. Dude. The, and, and and it's so funny how they can kick it into gear. You know, like Cleveland, you know, we're beating the fuck out of them. They were beating them up good. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, we got to wake up and, and now win the game. And it's Kelsey and Tyreek show when that happens, dude. It's, it's either, you know, Kelsey mm-hmm. with you know a couple tutties or Tyreek with that fucking home run hit. It's I feel like it's every week that they they wake up 
in some part of the game. I don't know what when it is, but they they just score on command. Yeah, I mean Tyreek going off as well. He almost had 200 yards, 11 catches, <laughs> 197 um, yards, unreal. Fucking beast. Yeah, go for it, Rye. Who's your guarantee? Like lock of the, you know lock of week one. It's like that's why I drafted him. That's why I knew he was. Yeah, did, did it have? To, and sorry for uh for the question, but did it have to be a guy that I drafted? No, no sir. I mean some no someone that you missed or someone that you knew was going to go off. That you I was going to say someone I someone I missed. It definitely falls into that them too. I was going to go Tyree. And exactly what an unbelievable, you know, stat line and to be able to put up 200 yards to your guys' points that you've already made. So, you know, it's just awesome to see uh, a guy that is proven, prove himself again and kind of remind everybody what he's all about. Um, you know, the he'll have his his weeks where he's a little bit, uh, you know, you can say off or, you know, it's the offense is going to go a different route, but uh, he's going to win you uh, weeks more times than not. Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, he's an absolute stud. He's the fastest player in the NFL. Fastest he's, player yeah, in the he's field. unguardable out there. He's just the way he yeah. gets open. And then the way that Mahomes just extends the play and lets him run around. He's just like, fuck it. Tyreek's down there somewhere. Did you see that? His comment about yeah. that? Yep. He's, I just saw his gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seen him down there. I just, just see a it. flash. Yeah. Yep. That's all you need. Put in a 50 yard radius to the guy, and he, he's going to get there so fast. Just, just elite. Dude, massive. I've never been able to have him on my team. I got it. I wish I did. So far. Oh, yeah, got me he's my so championship. Fun. So I uh, I got I got to give him his kudos. Yeah, I scooped him up in a couple of leagues. So I'm happy to have him on the squad in this year. Coach, what about you, man? Who'd you draft or who'd you knew that was going to be uh, um, like Novocaine? Give him time. He always works. Yeah, the Sherlock, which I think uh, a majority of the draft drafts that happen, um, drafted – this man, Christian McCaffrey, number one, and ours in particular, he was not drafted. But C-Mac, when healthy, is going to be the best Monster. running back in the NFL week in, week out. I mean, he, he just catches passes. He's very efficient in the run game. I mean, he's just an elite football player on the offensive side of the ball. He can do it all. When healthy, he's going to be top three running back. I think no questions asked. Yeah, no questions. Had 30 touches week one. Caught nine passes. Touches. Wow. 21 wow. carries and nine catches. Yeah. And wow. didn't score a touchdown and was still the RB1 of the week. Uh, me? I mean, he's top three running back and top 10 wide receiver every week. Yes. 100%. Unbelievable. Can go for a thousand and a thousand if stays healthy very easily. Even with the quarterback change over there, going from check down Teddy to Sam Darnold, um, didn't really change much. You got to give the best player the ball. Doesn't matter who, like what your offense is, dude. I'm sorry. It almost uh, with C-Mac being back, it kind of hurt um, Robbie Anderson a little bit. I saw because last year Robbie Anderson was kind of that short yardage uh, possession receiver. You know, he was more of a PPR guy. And then yeah, this year, I mean, it was only week one, so we can't take too much from it. But Robbie Anderson only caught the one deep shot, and you know, all the underneath stuff was going to C-Mac. So, be interesting to see if that keeps up if Robbie Anderson get back to his PPR status that he had last year. Well, DJ yeah, Moore is going to vacant, too. I mean, DJ Moore is who he is. I mean, 60 yards a game to get you a 1,000 yards of receptions, but he ain't going to do shit. Right. You, but you need – I mean, for C-Mac's sake, you need those guys to start getting some balls because, yeah, that's – I don't know if you can uh, sustain doing that, going to him that much. It's, that's tough. Yeah, he did break yeah. down last year a little bit. I mean, had a few injuries after that big uh, workload he had in 2019. So, I hear you on that. You got you to gotta spread it around a little bit. What about oh. you, Chump? Who's the who's your locked and loaded week one guy that you knew was popping off? Dak Prescott. 
Dak is back, baby. Dak. You knew that? Shoulder looked good. Dak was leading past yards, I think, two games after he was injured in the Last season. Year, yep. They throw the, the weapons they have, and what I saw through hard knocks, I knew this guy was going to be a top three, top five quarterback this year. Um, granted, the game script was crazy, 58 pass attempts. Are you kidding me? That's not going to happen every week. But with C.D. Lamb, obviously Gallup is injured for a little bit, and Amari Cooper, and whoever you want to throw in at, at you know, the white tight ends, it's obviously not going to be, you know, you know whoever, Schmidt, Blakey, Blakey, you know, some type of German last name, he's going to be there. Dak Prescott impressed Very me colonial. so much. Very colonial. Dak Prescott showed me so much that first game. He's gotten hit. He ran a little bit. Yeah, he was look. He very was kind of gingerly when he was running. Granted, he got you know stinky leg, cracked back, terrible injury. Um, but he's a guaranteed, I think, quarterback. You know, top five this year. Um, and he showed that the first game of the season. Uh, that was why I drafted him. I knew he was going to do this. It's clockwork, man. I, I I pick him up, and they just win. They just win. Kind of like Saquon. They just win. Yeah, that, like, I'm very concerned. Very oh, concerned. Very man. concerned. No, he he wasn't on hard. I'm surprised you took him. He wasn't on hard knocks, man. Wait, is he hard a, is he available then? Oh, we gonna have a, a trade happen? I not, for not for Wait Mitchell. Not for Mitchell. Okay, let's Mitchell. talk about Mitchell because he's. I think he's. Let, a, okay, he's a waiver wire yeah. one of the week for most people. Okay, yeah, yeah, the week, let's ass, let's talk week. about week one. We're done about our fucking you know guaranteed bullshit. Let's talk about fantasy now. We got a lot of pickups. We had a big injury. Raheem Mostert <laughs> is injured for the rest of the season. San Fran is a running back factory. Let's just call them, you know, San Fran Bezos, man. They just pick out running backs, RBs, left and right. Elijah Mitchell, is that his name? How do you, yes, am sir. I saying it right? Yep. Okay. He is the number one pickup of the of the, the week, number one pickup of fantasy so far. He had 100 yards on 15 carries, I believe, something like that. He had a long run. Um, one of our, our colleagues, one of our, you know, confidants, one of our guys, he's in this talking chat room that we're on right now, picked him up, offered, you know, me, him for Saquon. Uh, that was very generous of him. Is he going to be the real deal? This is week two. Is he going to be the thing? Is he going to be the guy that they're going to pick up and start going? I think we need to ask the owner of Elijah Mitchell what he thinks. Yeah. Well, are you starting him? You are we sure it's not coach. a soft J? I think it's a soft J. Alaha. Alaha Mitchell. <laughs> Mihel. Alaha Mihel. Well, you already know that the, you know, the coach definitely was the first to the free agency to scoop him up mid-game. But um, I'm very Urban confident. Meyer. I uh I mean he's just because of the offensive line and the scheme of the system at the 49ers, I think that he can be very efficient. I mean, there's a large range of outcomes, right? He could potentially continue. Um, his path to being an RB1, similar to James Robinson of last year with even a better offensive line. Um, or you could argue that, you know, revert back to Kyle Shanahan offense using multiple running backs, and it's really different running backs each week. But, you know, that's the risk of potentially trading. I'm watching Saquon right, Saquon right now drop passes, Ooh. get hit behind the line of scrimmage every single time he touches it. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, I think there was a stat that he was number two in the league of he did not get touched, uh, or he was the – Furthest from the line of scrimmage to get touched by a defender. Who are they playing? 
Elijah Mitchell there playing the Detroit Lions, who aren't that good. I will give you that. I, I will wow. give you that. They're but still an NFL team. 100%. And Dan Campbell, I mean, he gets some boys working hard. They're playing hard. Oh, yeah. The, I will say, you know, just to Joe's piece on being the quickest, I did see uh, one man, Kamish, had Elijah up on his screen examining whether or not he was going to take him, chose to let him go and let Joe pick him up. But he, he had him up quicker. I forget who he was toggling over, deciding whether or not to drop. But uh, oh, so there was an examination process done through the commission. He declined. Yes, he sir. climbed on the number one pickup of the week. So it was, uh, I was debating between him or dropping Gerald Everett who for the Seahawks who had just caught a tight or a touchdown a little bit before that. Uh, obviously, that's the only two passes he caught was a little gain and the yeah, touchdown. Yeah, he still fucking dropped him. So <laughs> I did end up dropping him. But so my thing about the 49ers backfield the is they, um, it's always a, a multiple back system. There's always guys. And then I don't think that Trey Sermon is someone that we should look over. I mean, they nope. drafted Trey Sermon before Elijah Mitchell. Yes, he was inactive week one, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, is Elijah Mitchell, is he on special teams? And that's why he was playing. Trey Sermon's not. Um, is Trey Sermon going to be active this week now that Mostert's out? Uh, Jamichael Hasty's still there. He was, the, he was the backup. He only got two touches. So that wasn't anything crazy, I think, there. I think he's a depth piece. But I do think Trey Sermon is, is in the mix here. So I think it could be a one-two punch between Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell. Could be a week-to-week thing. And but Jeff Wilson's coming back week seven. Jeff Wilson will be back at some point, I believe. I think it was a an ankle or a knee or something that he had hurt. So he'll be back I, out. He'll be back out in a couple of weeks. Guys yeah. always hurt. Same thing with most start. Um, definitely a revolving backfield. I, I I feel similar um, about Hasty. I think uh, Tom. Yeah, uh, I think no, that you're right. Think he, right. He, he could he could find a role in, in there as well. They could easily go back to him and say, "Hey, you're the guy." these next couple weeks well that was the biggest thing with them like the, through the whole season last year they had like four running backs you never knew who's going to go off with jarek mckinnon was in there at one point too mm-hmm. i don't know if it was last year oh. or the year before that oh. but it was like you never know who's going to get the touchdown you want oh, me yeah. to have my <laughs> argument i mean you can say that but raheem moster was very extremely efficient when healthy now when healthy is the key remark i mean he and he is good in the league because he's extremely fast when he gets in the mm-hmm. open field he is tough to tackle and and reach honestly just because he's so quick but um and that's the key attribute of elijah mitchell is that he's very very fast 200 pounds runs like a 4 three forty. so when he gets in the open field as you saw against the detroit lions he's out and you know kyle shanahan trusts his offensive line to create holes and he needs that's fast backs to get through him and elijah mitchell is that fast back to get through the holes and, you know, potentially break big plays. Trey Sherman, you can argue what he wants. He was not brought on week one for a reason. That is a big-time indicator of uh, – I mean, I guess it's – I don't know. That's a good question because Zach Moss was also inactive this past week. So those two were extremely uh, puzzling. So I don't know if that's season-long effects or just maybe the coach trying to motivate a player. Yeah, I think there's a mix there of, of- – the the coach sending a message to the guy that you got to step up and you, you know your spot isn't guaranteed you got to earn it and then there's also the mix of a lot of running backs backup running backs third fourth string running backs in the NFL play special teams and it sounds like in camp Trey Sermon was kind of the the one B to most of it's one A so he probably wasn't focusing on special teams a lot where Elijah Mitchell maybe was but I do agree with you that Moster and Mitchell are very similar players the same build 
You know, they're both like 5'10", 5'11", 200 pounds. Both run really fast. But then you got Trey Sermon. He's a little bit bigger back. He's kind of like that Jeff Wilson where he's a bigger. So he could get the goal line work. Elijah Mitchell could be in the 20s. Uh, I think there's a lot to be seen, remain to be seen here in this 49ers backfield. Name a fantasy, like, juggernaut that needs motivation, like, to the point that to be benched or even, you know, put on, you know, a, scr- a healthy scratch. I don't know one. And if, We're and if they're more. doing – who? Saquon, sit him down. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, if you need motivation like that, then you're definitely not going to be anything, dude. I'm sorry. Then that means straight Sermon is, a, is a, a dud. So be it, like. Yeah, he's a rookie. I know, like, you sent him a message. Maybe it's not. Maybe just just couldn't cut it right now. Maybe there's a freak injury or something like that. Who knows? But to, to, to healthy scratch him and as a motivation, I don't know one fantasy guy that I know of that is a viable starter that has had that happen to him. Maybe right I'm crazy. As, right as Ryan starts talking. Right as Ryan starts talking about Saquon. Give it 10 seconds, folks. I think the champ and the chump will see something they like. Oh, we about to see some here. What what is this? You got the super stream going? I I know what is going on. Little Saquon. Uh Uh-oh. One play is all it takes. There you go. Touchdown? I'm not there yet. He was scooting. He just needed a little chatter. Needed a little juice. You ain't touched them, Chase. Damn, Chase Young about to hawk him. Are you serious? Hold on. Did you tell me that Grant did not start him? No, I mean, that's a toughie. Months. That's a toughie. What was that like 40, 50 yards? Well, 40 yards there. That. Okay, Saquon. Okay. Bro, look at him. He looks good. Hungry. <laughs> hungry. Oh, I mean, a few God. years ago, he might break a tutty on that one, but. Shut up, dude. They had the angle <laughs> the entire time. Man, I'm really racking my brain on, on running backs, you know, inactive and come in the next week and step up. Only thing I can think of is like Adrian Peterson, but you're talking not really stepping up and putting up huge numbers, but stepping up and having a decent, decent fantasy week. Um, you know, him just being the veteran he was, I think he did that uh, mm-hmm. with Washington early on, came right off and in, inactive and put up like eight or 10 points. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that, you're right. You're right. Coop. No, we've seen this. Be- I, mean, I think you can go back to the, um, the Packers when they drafted Jamal Williams and Aaron Rodgers, both in the same draft class. And then, or I said, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, in the same draft class as Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones ended up beating him out, even though he was two or three picks or two or three rounds later in the draft. So we see it before where just cause you know, you're a second round pick, you got traded up for, it doesn't guarantee your spot like Trey Sermon is. So Elijah Mitchell, I think was a six round pick. I don't think Jamal Williams was ever inactive though. You know what I mean? Like they still had him on the, you know, like at least on the active roster. Like if you're getting healthy scratch, dude, that means the coach either one doesn't like your effort level, or two you're not that good. Yeah, and if I mean, it, and if and if you don't like the uh, running back's effort level, then you ain't gonna fucking make it as a fantasy running back. I'm sorry. I think we're. I think it's gonna get some clarity in this next week or two on All this. I'm forty saying, Eli- Elijah Mitchell was a scoop by coach. I think I Elijah Mitchell is the I guy. Agree. We'll see if he's got the balls to start him this week instead of old Rojo over there. Oh, it wouldn't be Rojo that I sit out. I don't know. I'm going to wait to the inactive. I could still see Trey Sermon or Zach Moss being inactive, which could persuade, you know, sway my decision. I think Rojo might, I don't know. I want to start Rojo. I drafted him the highest out of all my running backs, but he obviously performed poorly week one. I think he's going to have a big week this week. I think he's staying. I think he's staying in the lineup. Who do they play? Atlanta. Atlanta Falcons. Oh, my God. 
I think it's gonna be a bloodbath again. Solid, it's gonna be solid matchup. All right, boys, we got uh, we got a couple minutes left on the pod here. Anything you guys uh, want to get off your chest? Any shout outs? You know, say hi to the kids or something? I don't know. What do you? I mean, honestly, I thought week one was kind of a dud overall. I mean, there were some good games, but I think the Monday night football game was unreal. Thursday uh, night was great. Thursday night football was unreal. Other than that, there's a lot of teams that looked unprepared. There was a the week Thursday one, you know. Game. Atlanta Falcons came out duds. Packers came out dud. Titans came out dud. Um, they're just... what what rookie though is going to be a fantasy guy? You know, what I mean, like Kyle Pitts had a big name on him. He didn't do much. What rookie out of this class is going to be the fantasy stud? Jalen um, Waddle, baby. Jalen Waddle. He looked good. He got a lot of work in that offense. Do him to him on the goal line. I think Devontae Smith. Good connection. I think him and Hurts had a little connection. He looked good as the, sure. the Eagles number one. Jamar Chase came out. I think the receivers kind of balled out. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought the receivers looked good. Jamar Chase, obviously, they were talking about his didn't know how to catch type shit. That ended real quick after like four catches for 100 yards. <laughs> he caught that deep ball for pick. the tutty. The only one that has a question mark is Waddle because you got Will Fuller coming back from suspension now week two. You got Devontae Parker, you know, Will Fuller, and now Jalen Waddle. So, only one ball, duh. So we'll see how that goes. What about see? Did I see uh, he missed this last practice? Personal reason they said it was not injury related. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm fucking tired of all these motherfuckers. You know, like, dude, Kenny Galladay. I think the guy always... would want to be getting back, you know. I think he'd be hungry to be hitting the field. I'm taking That's a personal day. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out on him. I think Jalen Waddle is going to be a stud then. Fuck Will Fuller. Thank you. Well, waddling down the field. Yeah, and a shout out, I guess, to the to the West Side boys. You know, uh, best of luck to you guys the rest of the way in fantasy. We're keeping the the championships over on the right side. We can't did it, get it done in golf, but we're definitely getting it done in fantasy. So we'll get it done where uh, it matters, right? Oh, hey, I I like to think so. I like to think so, Tom. I heard Love that. It. Well, we appreciate Love you guys it. coming on, getting some words out there to the people. Yeah, we like to pick your guys' brains because you guys are brilliant minds of fantasy, just like Champ and the Chump here. Oh, that's, um, that's you guys. Thanks for having us. Chump, yeah, exactly. I appreciate it. Um, nope, thanks for having a, us, boys. It was a blast seeing you guys, you know, on screen. You know, we were, you know, FaceTime, and this is good talk. We should do this more often. Yes, sir. We'll get another one out to you guys shortly. Appreciate y'all, Champ and the Chump. We out. Peace. We out. Peace. Peace.